Hey, everybody. Welcome again to That's What They Said. This is Mike Lutley. And today I'm sitting down uh, with Aaron Clifford, uh, Senior VP of Marketing at Binary Fountain, uh, the leading consumer experience platform for improving operations and impacting revenue. Aaron, how's it going today? It's going well, Michael. How are you doing? Good, good. Good to be with you. And uh, today we're going to we're gonna dive into a new topic. I'm excited to talk about this. Um, we're going to talk about patient feedback. Um, we're going to talk about review platforms and patient surveys and, uh, sort of the state of the art today for patient feedback. Um, let's start with this. Um, HCAPS is sort of the industry standard. Uh, it's a 32 question survey. There are a couple of subsets of that. Uh, but it's sort of an industry, uh, standard for, uh, for monitoring, uh, patient satisfaction and gaining input. Um, what's, what's going on? Give us the lay of the land here for, uh, surveys and, and uh, where we've sort of been up till this point uh, with collecting data to know uh, how happy a customer is with a, a visit or an experience. Sure. So, you know, just there's a nuance in uh, HCAPS, and of course, that's the industry term that many in the healthcare uh, realm know, especially the hospitals. But the um, the consumer assessment of healthcare providers and systems. CAPS. Uh, there's a hospital, there's one for hospitals, and then there's one for clinic and groups. So at times you'll hear it, HCAPS, that's referring to hospitals. And then when you hear CGCAPS, that's the one that refers to clients and groups. Uh, I know that's a little nerdy, little update there. Yeah, no, but, that's, that's, uh, why, that's why we've got but, you here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I will, you know, disclaimer, I am not an expert. There's so much depth and um, some really good stuff in a lot of great speakers around uh, the CAP surveys and uh, a lot of the statistical analysis that has gone in. It is an awesome field of study. And um, perhaps in the show notes, we'll show some of those and link to some additional articles. But, uh, you know, there, uh, I think in terms of how the data is collected and, you know, the historic relevance of the CAPS survey, I think is, was really intended to improve the, patient experience. And, um, and so, you know, obviously with the Affordable Health Care Act has brought that to more prominence because there is now revenue tied to your score on the CAP survey. And so organizations have, have been looking at that more uh, with a lot more scrutiny, and it's a requirement. There is a requirement to survey a certain percentage of your patients and to get feedback and then based on your score, your patient experience, how you're performing and what your CAPS survey score is, uh, Medicare may deduct and may uh, not reimburse systems mm. at, uh, at, at a rate that they want to be reimbursed at. It's a lower yeah. rate. So, so what's your, what's your knowledge? And, and if you don't know this, that's okay. But it, it would, would we traditionally be talking about paper surveys, uh, someone going through and, you know, maybe they're being checked out and they're asked to complete a quick survey. Would, would this be delivered by paper, uh, in a lot of, uh, hospital settings? Yeah. So currently it is a, a paper survey that is sent out. And, um, you know, what's interesting is from a completion standpoint, uh, there's been studies and have been. Uh, various uh, testing in terms of the number of people who would fill out a digital survey compared to paper survey. And actually the per paper survey is, is uh, getting higher uh, completion rates. And um, so that's still the standard and that's what's uh, 
you know, most systems are following today. Yeah. So my background is digital marketing. Yours is, uh, I would say digital and healthcare. Um, it's interesting to me to sort of pull on this thread of whether or not younger generations, uh, which, you know, typically when someone's younger, they have less healthcare needs. Uh, but as they age into, um, higher service levels with healthcare, um, you know, will we also see a shift away from responsiveness to paper? Um, I'm sure, you know, that that's a, a pretty complicated question, but, um, what are the challenges with uh, surveys as they've existed? What are you, what are you hearing sort of from um, what's going on out there uh, with um, uh, the traditional use of, of paper surveys to try to gain input? Well, I would say, and I'm, I'm definitely taking this from a marketing standpoint and uh, from a marketer's, uh, not a patient experience, but um, and there's there are various perspectives that need to be considered on this subject. Uh, for the marketer, they're wanting to encourage patients to uh, make an appointment with one of their physicians or to you know visit their hospital for the various service lines or choose their hospital when they have a need. And you know the sometimes the scores, the consumer, it's interesting that the consumer, it is the consumer, assessment of healthcare providers and services, but the consumer doesn't necessarily know the score of the hospital or they're familiar with the scoring of how the hospitals or how the uh, physicians Mm. are doing. So it's not a well-known score that's public. Uh, What is great, and we can talk about this a little later when we get through the challenges, but there are hospitals and there are uh, clinics that are making their uh, score more transparent and they're putting mm-hmm. it into a five-star rating and they're sharing the reviews and comments that are coming in and they're publishing those to the website. So that's awesome. There needs to be more of that. Mm. Um, but from a consumer, when they're searching for a hospital or for a clinic, you know, the cap score is not the top thing that's coming up. It's these third-party sites that are coming up and those are having an impact on the consumer when they're making a choice. So I would say that's a challenge from a marketing standpoint. I'd also say that, you know, from a patient experience, and this is just based on my conversation and hearing various presentations, are that there might be a limiter from the survey in terms of you have the structured questions, but then there's not a lot. There is an opportunity to for free form comments um, at the end of the survey. But there's a, there's, you know, you're not getting at times there's the struggle of, am I getting the full voice of the patient? Uh, and is, am I getting every patient? Because there's only required, there's only a certain percentage of patients that are surveyed. And so you may not be hearing completely, obviously the statistical, how they go about sending the surveys is very scientific and they're hopefully getting that, uh, the feedback not, I shouldn't say hopefully, they are getting feedback from a scientific measurement that is representative of all patients, but there is the limiter in that it's not all patients' voices and what they may be saying. So those are some of the challenges I've heard. You know, there are obviously a lot of benefits to the survey. Um, and yeah, that's a pretty big, pretty big difference. I, I think, uh, you know, how much is someone influenced by what they see among other reviews uh, and other reviewers? And, um, 
and, and how much are they influenced by the format of or, or the context of you know maybe the social media channel that they're in or the maps uh, experience that they're in if they're providing a, a review um, you know of a facility they've just visited after getting directions on their phone they got it pulled up and they you know they're it's right there in front of them still and you know they they may be influenced very very differently um, I could see with um, you know scientific approach it's a little bit separated from the influence of outside forces at being a little bit more isolated and a little bit more accurate. Uh, but I could also see the, uh, the take rate, um, being just overwhelmingly, uh, higher, uh, with all of these formats and, and opportunities that are in people's faces, uh, as opposed to, you know, paper mail, uh, that's come in and that can get lost as people become more digitally oriented to their communications. Um, yeah. So switching gears a little bit, how, what are hospitals doing? How far will they go to satisfy a patient, avoid negative feedback? I, um, it's different industry by industry, but right now, what what's sort of the state of the art in healthcare, uh, and not just hospitals, but um, clinics, uh, specialty practices, uh, physician practices? What, how sensitive? So where are they sort of right now in the? Uh, uh, it, it, what's their place in history in terms of? Uh, being patient centric? Well, that's a big question. And uh, I'll do my best to answer that one. Uh, I'll say that, you know, in continuing from the other question and into this new one, you know, some of the criticisms around the survey were, are, are the questions just honing in on certain components of care and not all care? And then our health systems just focusing in on those particular components, for example, you know, patients having, um, an opinion about the meals and that becoming a big issue for the patient experience where, you know, because of the questions and, and that might be not misleading. It's important to understand that, but it may not be the holistic. And so that's another criticism. There's a big article in the Atlantic about some of the challenges of the cap score. I was at a conference last year and there was numerous presentations on the benefits of and the limitations and sort of the where it needs to evolve um, you know from a historic standpoint I think that that's the cap score is a good benchmark and it is reliable uh, because it has been in place for so many years that health systems can benchmark themselves against and then also um, benchmark themselves against others and how they're doing so it is very important when you have data that has been around for so long to not disrupt or do something that's too disruptive to that, that's going to change that score. You know, hospital systems, as you, one of the things that you bring up and, you know, are how are hospitals being uh, proactive about responding to, or how are they going about improving their, um, the patient experience and their scores? You know, I think that with the move and the advent of, more of consumers having more choice in their care and where they get it and also sharing a larger portion of the financial burden of their care uh, that they're starting, you know, uh, hospitals and physicians are definitely, they understand that they're being measured and that uh, and they want to know, you know, I often say a doctor doesn't go to school for uh, however many years, depending on their specialty and what they're focusing in on, to not care about the patient. 
right. you know, they care about the patient. Right. And they want to do a good job. And so uh, sometimes, you know, they get there. I've, I've heard and I've talked to them that they get frustrated with the surveys, too, because, you know, they're, oh, man, they're so, so capturing so everything. But, so even though these scores are not heavily publicized to um, the audience of uh, the world outside, uh, the practitioners, the care providers, they, they, they're they familiar with these scores? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely the providers are. And they look at those and they're, you know, some health systems even have base uh, compensation packages based on the score. So they're focusing in on the patient experience. You know, what it all has done is it has heightened the uh, the focus on the patient and taking care of the patient and giving them a better experience. Um, you know, you'll have, because of the heavy documentation requirements of a doctor, some of some of uh, you've probably experienced this and, and many of the listeners will, that they a doctor will have a scribe in the room with them right. because there's so many note taking. Well, that's they have that because they're trying to make eye contact with the patient and making sure the patient knows that they care about them. So rather than just you know the doctor typing into their laptop, and that's been a you know that that can go down a whole other route with some of the yeah. requirements of yeah. the nodes and EMRs, head, head, electronic head down order. typing yeah. furiously. Yeah. Some of the limitations, and that's a, not a criticism of the CAP survey. Obviously, that's more of a issue with the EMR e- e- regulations. E- H- EHRs, yes. Yeah. So that being said, though, because the patient experience scores are there, uh, some of those practices are in place because you know, the doctor wants to make sure that the uh, patient knows that they're paying attention. So, again, physicians and those that run the hospitals are very concerned that the patient has the best possible experience. The surveys are an indicator and are helping them understand that, but they're wanting to go further from what I'm hearing and they're wanting to get a 360 view of that. Okay. So let's talk a little more about that. If, if surveys are giving us, um, helpful information, but maybe it's, uh, just a certain perspective and, and other things can offer additional perspectives. How, how do we go further with that? It, uh, I don't want to say surveys aren't all they're cracked up to be, but what's the solution to offering uh, a fuller picture? You know, so for um, some of the health systems that uh, we work with, they're looking at and they're implementing, you know, is there, there's tools to get uh, consistent or constant feedback from the patient. So inpatient, when a patient's been admitted to a facility, uh, doing more proactive you know, digital surveying during the stay, um, you know, asking questions, keeping up there. That's one avenue. Uh, of course, those systems that are reviewing and managing third-party reviews, that's a big component uh, for the consumer and the consumer perception. So it kind of goes into the reputation management realm, and that's where patient experience and marketing are coming together. Um, and so that's a big one. You know, there are a lot of talks about revamping the CAP survey and including more voice of the patient. So you're getting it in their own words. So there being options or more options in the future to have uh, the voice of the patient. But, you know, I think they're wanting to be real careful about uh, changing the score too much or some of those consistent questions that they've had out there for years because of the importance of benchmarking and um, providing quality uh, care to the patients and having those as indicators. But those are some of the things that they're, you know, that I'm, I'm hearing about. Um, yeah. I imagine there are a lot of people who's, um, uh, you know, even have, uh, 
things like compensation tied yeah, right, to, right, right. to those benchmarks. Yeah, I so, mentioned those. So, yeah, yeah. that's where it's going to be really – that's an important piece as well. Yeah. So it sounds like there's movement not only from patient to digital but maybe surveys – uh, in general, to review platforms, you know, you're starting to see things like um, uh, survey data being uh, reutilized almost in a review type format. Um, how what can providers do at this uh, during this period of change? How can they use this uh, situation to their advantage? Well, I think there's an opportunity for those providers to share the scores. You know, they're collecting the information that hospitals are collecting it. And so it's important for them to share it and uh, make it known how they're doing. So you'll see systems and uh, providers that are publishing their patient sat surveys uh, to their profile on the website, which is helping them from a marketing standpoint because they're getting more profile views and it's helping them from a search engine ranking standpoint. Um, and then... I mean, the obvious one, and I should have started with it, is you know, responding and seeking service recovery on the surveys. If there's an opportunity to make something right, obviously that's your first step. You know, just as any business, if you heard somebody did not have a satisfactory experience, then reaching out and trying to rectify that is probably the first step. But then second is sharing them, understanding the feedback that's been given and um, taking appropriate action and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, if there are additional ways to get information for that provider to do it. Yeah. So so you're talking about really a big difference between uh, a, a regular survey, annual, quarterly, uh, you know, gaining insights, having this published and having them disseminated versus Mrs. Smith had a problem with this. We need to call her. Those are really two worlds apart. Uh, so service recovery. That's uh, opportunity number one, and uh, to put it in the order that you said should be, and then number two, share the scores. So w- when I hear share the scores, um, the word I'm thinking is transparency. Right, right, and that's been a word uh, that has come in a term. Uh, I remember a few years ago, it was actually Binary Fountain, and when I was at HCA, they're asking, they asked me, "Well, what are you doing for your uh, for transparency?" I'm like, for what? What are you talking about? <laughs> why why would and, we uh, want transparency? Yeah, well, I I didn't even know what they were referring to. And the what they were referring to is transparency, publishing your patient SAT scores to provider profiles. And I'm like, oh, you mean star ratings? <laughs> and so there was like I give um I gave them a hard time about it. Cause I'm like, you guys made up this term and it wasn't binary. <laughs> There's other people you made it up and like expect everybody to know it. And I'm like, I was in healthcare for however many years and never heard, you know, what are you doing for your transparency solution? And like, uh, and so I had actually, we had started publishing our star ratings from the patient sat surveys. My team had built that out for our employed docs at the time. And we started that following, um, Utah, the university of Utah, Chrissy Daniels and, um, and others, they were the pioneers in uh, publishing the patient sat survey scores to their physician profiles and um, and then others followed suit and I was one of those copycatters um, and so we started publishing those and we saw great results from an SEO standpoint uh, engagement stats you know from a web perspective anyhow that's a little nuance on the word transparency but it is known as a transparency um, uh, 
feature and uh, there is a solution there. Binary Fountain has one. There's other companies that do. We have one, Binary Stars, and we do a, a large number uh, across the country. So yeah, so uh, marketers, people who are interested in things like what you just said, SEO, search engine optimization, you know, we, we like the transparency to get it out there because, you know, as the sooner we can close the loop on improving care delivery, understand what's really happening, the tighter we can tighten up that timeline, the better. But for care providers and healthcare organizations, what's scary to them about this? This I, I've got to think that this all feels like a brave new world to them still. And uh, could be a little bit overwhelming. It definitely is, and it requires a culture change. Um, there are um, within the organization, so you know it is a big thing for physicians to hey, we're going to share the good, bad, and ugly about you, and that's that'd be tough for any. Like, let's remember, providers, physicians, they are humans, and uh, if we were going to publish you know, employee, um, employee engagement, or, uh, I should say employee reviews on their profile on the internet, would they like it? Then so there's a, well, yeah, you, you all of a sudden go, Oh man, that would be tough. You know, yeah. I did, did not meet expectation on that goal and that's public for everybody. To oh. see. You know, that'd be tough for employees to see that. Um, you know, and I often say like, you know, physicians, Uber drivers, and like hairstylists, uh, they get, reviewed personally. Yeah. In <laughs> the, tough. in the moment. Yeah. In the Immediately. Moment. And, and yeah. for physicians, it's, there's so many different components of what may make a positive experience that they have no control over potentially. Um, did the physician have control over the, um, you know, the office building, the restroom that was not right. up to standard. Right. <laughs> they, they may not have any control over that. That was the building that they're in. They're renting an office space. And then the patient complains about that and gives the physician a one star, even though the comments about the physician may be really good. So there are some that I understand the angst, you know, and, and I think that uh, Binary Fountain and others, and I mentioned Chrissy Daniels name already. She's a, a great resource to to pull from because of leading the cultural change, but it requires a cultural change. We're going to be a, a health organization that is transparent about what is said about us and about our providers. Yeah. I think it's a big cultural change, you know, in, in my digital marketing work, I've, I've worked with healthcare for years and have worked with a lot of docs and um, uh, a lot of our experience is that you know, in, in, in a worst case scenario, they are the expert and don't want to be questioned on anything and don't do well, uh, in being questioned, much less told that they have a thousand new voices to worry about. Uh, so it's a big, it's a big shift. And I, I think they, I think they get it. I think, I think enough people have had sort of common sense, direct experience of understanding, uh, that the world's changed and that we're all in this together. And, that everything is marketing now, including, you know, the office experience. I, I think their, their, their situation is what, you know, problematic because of what you said, uh, a lot of decisions are made, you know, the, the parking lot hasn't been repaved uh, appropriately for things that are out of, because of decisions that are out of their control. Uh, is there a way, do you have any way, or are we at the, are we even close to being able to separate that um, review and feedback on the, the care provider versus all this other stuff that's going on around them. Yeah, we certainly are. And that's, uh, you know, the, the 
advancement of NLP engine binary has okay, one. T- okay, real quick, tell me what NLP is. So Natural language everybody's... processing okay. um, is an element and component of uh, artificial intelligence, but there are ways to separate some of those ancillary items that are or peripheral to the physician and the actual care. So billing, um, you know, cleanliness of the facility. And the, obviously the physician can have influence on there, uh, on that, on those elements. But those are the front desk office. You know, there are ways to parse that data. I want to go back to something, though, and, and just to, and maybe you probably didn't, um, you probably didn't mean this, you know, the, this, you mentioned the stereotype of physicians that don't want to be questioned. Right. You know, our experience is absolutely the opposite. You know, most of them are very welcoming of feedback and information and want to do better based on feedback and um, are, are open to changing. It's just they've got to be walked through just like any other uh, human would of, hey, your your scores are going to be public, you know. Mm. Um, and so it is a brand. It's their it's their brand. Their name is their brand. They went to school for so many years. They care and they want to be given a fair shake on it, you know, and make mm-hmm. sure that, well, how is it just regarding me yeah. and my care that I'm giving um, as opposed to all these other things? And that's where, you know, our our solution has helped out a lot because we can separate. No, you know, Dr. Jones, you're actually really strong. Um, it's some of these other items. Do you think you can help us fix those? <laughs> you think mm-hmm. you can help fix those items? Are you having any influence with the, um, with who you're renting from or the hospital? If there's something related to that, did you have any influence on the billing? Um, so yeah. that's yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I uh, in getting ready to talk to you about this subject today, I interviewed a doc this week, and uh, he uh, uh, said, I, I asked him, I said, you know, if if you could know. Uh, what people are saying about you separate from anything else in the world, you know, would you want to know it? And he said, Oh yeah, absolutely. And I said, what about everybody else? He said, well, you know, there's, there's some who are a little, little less interested in, in uh, getting uh, that sort of input, but, but he was very much what you just said. Yeah. Um, not the stereotype, not the uh, sort of extreme case. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very aware. Um, great. Well, Thank you. Uh, this has been really good. We talked a lot about transparency and uh, a lot of different uh, topics here. And um, this has been really uh, great information on understanding patient feedback and great. where the industry is going. Yeah. Aaron Clifford. It.